This was probably one of the quickest way to say, my fellow South Africans, there's a new airline coming your way very shortly. <laughs> Bear in mind and a friendly reminder, this is in the time when South Africans cash flow was low. Like, didn't want to take off on the flight. Okay, two things that I noticed about the founders were one, the one knew the aviation industry inside and out, and the other knew how to disrupt an industry. I know. Hi fam, I'm Joy and welcome to the Best Box Pod. This is where I discuss all things related to finances and our futures. And the way we think ultimately affects our financial decisions and determines how we spend our money. So fam, with a new month, a new season, new hair color for those watching on YouTube. Hello. <laughs> I thought it would be the perfect time to introduce a new content segment called company playbook this is where i showcase south african and other african companies and i'll be chatting about their history their plays strategies mishaps you name it but more importantly if you have a small business or any business of your own this is where i will be giving some tips and lessons learned from said companies just to put it out there this video is not sponsored by lyft airlines in any shape or form Hi. <laughs> also, I'll include the links to all the resources used in preparation of this episode in the description below. So last week, as I was working, I got a buzz on my phone, checked it, News24 article about Lyft partnering with Sean Godfrey, MasterChef SA winner, to conceptualize and supply a range of high-end dishes to its premium customers. And I thought to myself, Lyft did it again. I've been monitoring and observing their moves, what they've been up to, and also how they do it over the last two years. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> being an avid traveler myself, both locally and internationally since like early childhood, I can say that I kind of know what to expect, what travelers would want, but more importantly, what we do not want, especially going from point A to B, all while being in the sky. So who is Lyft? Lifting where? Lifting what? Are they lifting weights? No, they are carrying the weight of South Africa on their wings, aka their shoulders. Anyway, <laughs> well, for those who don't know, it's the new kid on the blog, the South African aviation blog, that is. It is a domestic, low-cost airline that started operating in December 2020. The reason I chose this airline was not only to take this new segment off into the sky, <laughs> see what I did there, but it also stood out from the beginning from its current competitors and its predecessors. It is a true disruptor within the aviation industry. In preparation for this episode, I actually watched the video How Do I Start an Airline in 90 Days on Lyft's YouTube page. Shout out to the content team because that title was super crisp, short, sweet, to the point, and very attention-grabbing. So, shout out. <laughs> in it, amongst other things that I will be mentioning in this episode, I noted one thing. The founders actually looked at all rather their starting point when starting this airline was thinking about what irritates them being a frequent flyer themselves and how can they solve that problem being on the business side of things tip number one don't have uh, i would say too much of a romanticized view when it comes to your own products or services being a business owner because while you're doing this and not having a realistic view 
of your product or service offering does not allow you to identify any gaps within your business or within the industry and how you can tap into it. What are the things that irritate me? And how can I improve it if I had to be the big boss? You know how people are always saying, yeah, when I rule this company one day, if I had to be the boss, if I had to lead, I would do things in this way. I would change A to B, C, D, and E. I would implement X, Y, and Z. And that is actually what they did. Lyft was founded by two founders, Kalula co-founder Giron Novik and former head of operations at Uber Africa, Jonathan Ayache. The conversation between these two founders actually started over a cup of coffee and I wonder if it was Vira Cafe. <laughs> anyway, Kalula was actually a domestic low-cost airline that was part of the Com Air Group together with locally operated British Airways. However, it sadly went into business rescue in May 2020. But one thing that, well, two things that I noticed about the founders were, one, the one knew the aviation industry inside and out, and the other knew how to disrupt an industry. I know, powerful combo indeed. Also, Jonathan stayed with the new transportation space, being knowing how to transport passengers on the road to knowing how to transport them in the air. I mean, transportation station is the year, fam. <laughs> Before I get into the business model of a lift, I thought, let me give you some context when it actually came to the aviation industry within South Africa. Namely, South African commercial carriers getting cancelled. Yes. And then also the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. So over the last few years, some competitors turned into predecessors very quickly. From one time, Mango, Issa Express, just to name a few. There was a big void and gap, a big demand for commercial airlines. Also, let's not forget our national carrier SAA constantly experiencing financial difficulties, needing bailouts, the board of directors constantly changing yeah you guys can read up all on that the travel industry was also one of the hardest hit industries during the pandemic i mean no one was going anywhere they were going nowhere not even slowly just nowhere being stagnant staying in their houses well so we think one can only imagine how difficult it was to navigate through the various levels of lockdowns and travel restrictions i actually remember taking my first commercial flight during August 2020, it was shocking to see how the biggest airports in our country were stranded. I mean, the people were there, some of the desks were, were like completely empty. But just seeing how there was no one, not on the airports and not in the plane. In South Africa, there were also various waves. Number one, July 2020, everyone was evicted. December 2020, Cape Town and the Garden Route had its turn. And then July 2021, yeah, Joba got it. It was bad. When Lyft entered the scene, they actually were able to take advantage of low oil prices experienced during that year and then also low operating costs i listened in preparation for this episode to an interview that jonathan did on the shapeshifters podcast and he actually said that lyft entered the market when they were able to sign more attractive terms on the aircrafts its first flight took to the skies in december 2020 bear in mind this was peak travel season 
However, it took some time for South Africans to actually unlearn the fear of being around people and actually having enough money to travel and see friends and family. But what I also noticed when I did my preparation for this episode was that when they operated and started in December of 2020, they knew that they will not have full capacity for quite some time. But that did not deter them from being able to do market research and iron out some of the kinks for when the demand will eventually increase and scale. And boy, did that happen. But this brings me to tip number two. Even though you might not operate at full capacity or at the scale that you, well, initially have in mind, Use that time when it's so small, when there are not a lot of eyeballs and demand for your product or service so that you can kind of iron out what needs to be ironed out. Because as soon as you grow to a next level or scale to a new level, you might not have the time nor capacity to revisit what you once wish you could have ironed out in the first place. The first differentiating factor was the booking process, a first of its kind within the South African commercial space. As a passenger, we were not able to book, manage, reschedule, or even cancel a flight without penalties within minutes, all hassle-free. I mean, a game changer. I actually remember this, seeing this business model before Lyft actually started operating. Sidebar, side note, giving you some context. The girl, aka me, was actually working in London during the first quarter of 2020. And obviously, because of COVID, the girl got a Well, I had to come home. <laughs> but anyway, peeps were frequently taking trips for the weekend, but they were using low-cost airlines such as EasyJet and Ryanair. During that time, you were able to, similar to Lyft, book a flight, the time, your seat your baggage allowance, but pay accordingly and kind of like adjust according to your budget. So when I saw a Lyft doing this, I was like, okay, Lyft, I see y'all. Y'all were doing some research, but I like, I really do like. And more importantly, they were the first people to do it. Well, first airline. Bear in mind and a friendly reminder, this is in the time when South Africans' cash flow was low. Like, didn't want to take off on the flight. Fam, their name campaign was basically a marketing masterclass. For those who don't know, they actually had a competition to name the aircraft or the brand rather. One of the biggest and most important decisions any company will ever make. Well, if you ask me. <laughs> and whoever wins would actually get a part of a very nice sum of money. And for those who actually want to see who won the competition, whenever you bought or enter into any of Lyft's aircrafts, you'll actually see the names of the people who chose the winning name. Super cool indeed. Tip number three. First impressions actually do last, especially when you are a brand. Thinking about how you're going to introduce yourself as a new company, a new brand, and how and to whom is very important. This was probably one of the quickest ways to say, my fellow South Africans, there's a new airline coming your way very shortly. <laughs> yeah, I know. But people got so excited. I mean, number one, who says and who's able to put it on their CV that you actually chose the name of a 
whole airline. Number two, getting money during like December 2020. I mean, any one of us would have loved to get a cash injection during that time. And then also, it gave South Africans, I would say, like a preview to its customer-focused approach by actually wanting their customers to be part of the decision process and thereby including them into the Lyft brand. The fourth differentiating factor was actually its genius partnership with Superbless in supplying its uniforms for its cabin crew members. It was a lot more casual and relaxing and let's be honest, Superbless is big. For those who don't know, it is South Africa's largest online retailer. Well, online retail store. <laughs> so basically, it already had a solid brand and it definitely increased during the pandemic. It was just simply genius, leveraging off their existing brand and even even bigger one, especially after the pandemic shopping. I know, guys, as well as boxes. It had a solid brand and I mean, the power of association. Tip number four, collaboration is key. When you associate with a brand that is bigger than you, think about it. They already have everything in place. You literally just go place your order and you tell everyone, market it to everyone that, hey, I am partnering with Superbless. However, since inception, it must have been interesting to see how Superbless has actually leveraged off of its partnership with Lyft. Think about it this way. How many passengers have they had? Actually, good thing that I'm asking that on behalf of you as the listener and watcher of this episode. They actually did or released a press release. I was actually meant to say it like later in this episode, but I'll just say it in any case. And they said that they had like 370,000 passengers during 2022. So now you can imagine how many of those passengers actually heard about Superbolist. And then they said that they expect to increase their capacity to 1.5 million passengers in 2023. So now again, think about when you collaborate with someone, you don't know the scale to which they could grow. Because that's also the other thing. I think when you collaborate with someone, you need to think about their ability to scale. But there's also the risk of... Whatever happens to their reputation and how they scale, whether it's too quickly and they're not able to handle it or whether it's super slow and there's not actually any rewards that comes from that partnership, you really need to be careful and be aware about who you partner with. But you can actually check out, I think it was episode three where I did the whole H&M Superbalist partnership just for further, I would say, context on partnerships. At the exception, Lyft was actually able to leverage off the mass layoffs during the pandemic and then also ComAir going into business rescue at the time. So if you think about it, starting an aircraft while others thought it was a crazy idea kind of doesn't seem that bad if you really start taking all of these factors into consideration. I mean, having the cream of the crop available... Not at your disposal, but to pick and choose who you want to work with on this new venture? Yeah, I know. It actually is genius if you think about it. Other partnerships included Vida Cafe and Falskuna, to name a few. Customers were actually expecting a premium style or premium offering when it comes to getting their coffee while being in economy. I mean, where else were you able to experience that? 
the way that actually just happened again guys load shedding is just coming for me anyway <laughs> back to the episode so i also remember that because there was a time in south africa i don't know about the other countries let me know in the comment section below but there was actually a time when you weren't able to eat or drink anything on any airline because they were like, you need to keep your mask on for the duration of the flight. Full duration of the flight. Anyway, so when it launched, I actually remember taking a few of the lift flights to and from where I was going to. And you could actually present your boarding pass at a Vida Cafe as soon as you went through security gate. And you would still get your tea or your coffee as promised. And I thought that, that was actually quite genius. Also, there was no one else who actually did that at the time. Again, standing out from the beginning. Sidebar differentiating factor number five. It actually introduced a dog-friendly flight offering in April 2021. The sixth differentiating factor that I noticed was actually its adaptability when it came to its customers or rather passengers. The main aim of an airline is to operate at full capacity or rather as close to it as possible. So in doing so, when you have more than one class, namely economy and business or premium class, each class comes with its own bells and whistles being the way that the food's presented, what food you're going to serve, the baggage allowance, and also other extras. And also, let's be real, the physical seats in the airlines. Because in premium, you're definitely going to get a lot more leg room and probably less people being able to afford those tickets. A very important thing, they actually realized that South Africans were cash-trapped. And at the time of inception, they were like, let's just do economy full out. No premium, no nothing. That way, it can actually give them the opportunity to kind of like check out the scene, make adjustments, and then think about how they're going to introduce premium clause to its customer base and also whether there is a market for premium customers. However, for the interviews that I've listened to and the research that I did, they actually, them being the founders, knew that at a time or point in time, they would actually introduce premium class to its customers. It was all about how they were going to package it. Bear in mind, subtle changes actually, I would say, go unnoticed at times. And me saying this, let me just clarify what I mean. Unlike its competitors and what you usually hear when it comes to business class is that they would actually name it business class and not premium class you might get premium economy i don't know but basically they chose to go for premium class and not business class for those who had the privilege and opportunity to actually fly in said premium class did the name change actually play a role yes or no let me know in the comment section below it was a time of mourning and loss for so many. The company knew that South Africans were in desperate need of hope and laughter. The mood being casual, comfortable and having the occasional joke from its captains and its crew members, whether you were at the desk or entering any of their flights. It just welcomed South Africans back into being surrounded by people. This definitely helped them building trust with their passengers. Another thing was that familiarity was key. They actually teamed up with Zolani Mahola, a fresh face, the lead singer of 
the famous SA group freshly ground for its theme song. Familiarity when it came to who she was and still is within the industry, but also her soothing voice whenever you hear that theme song playing during your flight. Lyft was definitely strategic in thinking about its routes or rather destinations. It only started off with the Joburg Cape Town route, which is probably the most popular one in the country. And then it later expanded to seasonal routes between Cape Town, George and Johannesburg. And then went back to the Joburg Cape Town route. And then later on it expanded to Durban. Being in October 2020, Durban, Joburg and then... November 2020, Durban, Cape Town. Bear in mind, this was timely. If you think about it, it is just before the peak season, festive season. Also, for those, just to give you context for those people who actually don't know about the city, Durban, they've actually faced three disasters. I, yes, fam, I said it, three disasters. One being the COVID-19 pandemic, but then also the July 2021 looting and then the KZN floods in April 2022. The city had to recover in all aspects, including economically and socially. So Lyft kind of had to wait it out before they expanded into that city. Another thing, Cape Town, Johannesburg and Durban are considered the golden triangle when it comes to traveling or rather being the travel hubs in South Africa. So if you want to be a successful commercial airline, you have to tap into those three cities or rather those three routes. It will be interesting to see how this company continues to grow and develop and also raise and wave its South African flag and challenge the status quo when it comes to the aviation industry. Definitely one to watch. If you enjoyed this episode, do like and subscribe on YouTube and also to ensure that you get notifications of any new episodes. Also, if you are on your streaming platform of choice, do like this podcast so that you can also get notified of any new episodes. And you can also follow me on Instagram at BurstBoxPod. For those on streaming platforms, please remember to leave a five-star rating. The girl will really appreciate it, okay? Thank you so much for listening and watching to this week's episode. I really do hope you enjoyed not only this episode, but this new segment. Yes, to learning so much about what these great companies have done, not only for us as a country, but also just in the industries that they operate in and really being or making us proudly South Africans. Thank you so much. Have a joyous week. Bye.